But uh, yeah, uh, what have you what have you been playing recently, Graham? Before we dive into the big boy, um, I recently started playing Thirteen Sentinels: Aegis Rim. Um, oh yeah, classic. Which is a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> no, it's actually so. It's a PS4 exclusive, I believe, um, published by Atlas, and it's, um, how do I describe it? It's a cross between, like, a visual novel and a tactical mech game. Um, it's, it's really interesting. I'm actually quite enjoying it so far. It's by Vanillaware, who's done a lot of very, very pretty games. Okay. Um, and it's got a fairly intriguing story about like time travel and mechs and kaiju. Um, so I'm quite enjoying it so far. Uh, it's cool. it's a you know they have a really interesting way of dealing with interactable uh, like dialogue. Anyways. It's, it's it's funny because like when you said Atlas. You then said, like, how do I describe it? And I think that's a perfect way of describing Atlas games. Like, that should be their tagline. Yeah, they Atlas. have a very... Indescribable. <laughs> yeah, they have a varied uh, catalog of games. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I'm quite enjoying it so far. Cool. Um, yeah. How about you? Anything new that you've been playing? Or oh, old? Um... Yeah, I've actually started playing uh, the Awakening expansion for Dragon Age uh, Origins. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going through the DLC on Dragon Age, so i uh, got to get those trophies. Um, mm. So I'm playing uh, a little bit of that. I'm a couple hours in, so... Um, yeah, I also picked up uh, a PS Now subscription. I don't know oh, I t- I interesting. That? No, you didn't. Yeah, I picked that up... Uh, because I'm trying to, I, I'm tr- we're trying to pivot away from like buying games on a monthly basis and just more like uh, one-offs or, uh, you know, because it's eighty dollars for the year for PS Now, so I figure, you know, $80? I don't really need to buy eighty dollars for the year, which is oh wow, that's really good. That is a good value, yeah. Um, so I figured, you know, I'll okay, I'll get that. That'll be my game for the month, but it'll be for twelve months. Uh, and uh, I have to say, it's like a, it's a pretty good collection. Uh. Mm-hmm that's available the only concept or only thing i don't really like about playstation now as of right right now (laughs) um is that like the title i don't necessarily know how long titles are going to be there for you know Mm, because like they they bring titles and then they leave so but that's that's just any streaming or subscription service but uh um there's a lot of good like uh ps3 uh titles that are like family friendly that was another like thing of like why I decided to pick it up because there's lots of like Disney games that mm-hmm. uh, I could play with the kids. So as the kids are starting to enjoy gaming a bit more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So I've been playing some Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Nice. On that. Yeah. Do you uh, get the PS3 trophies for that too? You do. Which is nice because uh, there are some games on PS now that uh, I may have started on PS3, but like, Obviously, I'm not finished, so it allows me an opportunity to clean up some trophies on games like uh, Red Dead Redemption. Well, very nice. Or XCOM. Yeah. So. But yeah. yeah Anyways. That's good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I think we should get into the into the what do we call it? Mm-hmm. 
Should we yeah. exit? And not exit. Enter the velvet room. Yeah. Enter the room. Of review. <laughs> you, you hear the the ethereal music start playing. Which one of us is Igor? Which one of us is Margaret? Um. Uh, I you have Margaret's hair. I I have Igor's hair. I was so I was I'm going to say Igor. like I I think I have a hair advantage. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Graham. And, uh, Graham, this evening we are discussing a very popular title. Probably mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the more popular franchises in, in gaming, I would argue. At least uh, in recent memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's spanned a whole genre, basically. But yeah. uh, we'll be talking about... Uh, 2016's uh, Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the the last I think it's yeah it's the last title in Dark Soul the Dark Souls franchise. Like they're not making any more, to the best of our knowledge, correct? As far as I know, this is the the, the, the latest one. But um, yeah, yeah, it's um well like they did the Demon Souls remake, uh, just last year. But that just, was even that was handled by like a yeah blue point a third party, yeah yeah, um, yeah. Of course, they've also since uh, this has come out, they've done uh for, or Sekiro, uh, mm-hmm. and then of course they're also working on Elden Ring, uh, right now, which is like their next big one. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of info on that yet, but um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna start with this, Graham. Like, are you a fan of these uh, of the Souls type games? Like are are these do these tickle your fancy? So, like, I I find their like their approach to like storytelling and level design really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I the the game that I started with in this kind of series was Bloodborne. Um, I, actually, I think I played the original Dark Souls a bit on PC, but um. I think the the thing that I like there's there's a certain pace and a certain rhythm and flow to the games that's mm-hmm. very captivating. Um it's like where you're just kind of going through a region and clearing out enemies and um uncovering little bits and pieces here that hint at things to come or things that exist in the world. Um it's this inter- really interesting kind of holistic approach where everything seems to support everything else. And it's really quite impressive uh, when you think about it. Like there's mm-hmm. no, there's, there's nothing in the Dark Souls games that feels like extra, I'd say. And I think that's, uh, that's really impressive. Hmm. How about you? What do you, what do you, what do you think is your like, standout thing from the like what do you what do you appreciate about the franchise i suppose um i think this might this might sound contradictory okay uh to what most people think about the game but i really like the co-op aspects of of the game yes um well and and but not 
not that I think it's like great fun to play co-op. I, I, I there are some big caveats. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think most people would say like, oh man, the the first playthrough you gotta like do it by yourself. Like you gotta experience the the true fight or whatever. Uh, and um, I, and I could I can get that in a sense like there's a there's a sense of pride of accomplishment, you know, when you beat like Ornstein and Smo for the first time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's like a rite of passage almost. But I really just find it such an interesting concept of just playing with somebody random and then having to communicate with only, you know, what tools the game gives you, which is very mm-hmm. little gestures maybe. And then, uh, and then that person is gone, and uh, that's that's it. You might be able to find them again, uh, maybe, or you might be able to message them depending on your settings. But uh, Dark Souls Three, what it does is, it the default setting is to just have the player names show up when you summon somebody, so mm-hmm. like the, the name of the character, uh, not like your username or whatever. So you would, uh, the, I found that very interesting because with Bloodborne, it's at least for me was the opposite. Where like I I ran into players that I then added as friends and like we did chalice dungeons together, mm-hmm. but I f- for some reason it really clicked with me how much I enjoyed like just those like fifteen minute bouts of like friendship and trust <laughs> mm. and like uh, um yeah and and I mean it's a it's a mixed bag because sometimes you have players that um like just beat the level for you and like tell you where to go and do stuff like that. And then other times you just have players who like let you take the lead and just kind of follow. So mm-hmm. um, I can see uh, why people may uh, not like it as much as I do, but I think it was my favorite experience from uh, Dark Souls 3 uh, this time around. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, it's, um, there's a similar feeling with Genshin of you you queue up you can queue up to do dungeons in up to like four player teams mm-hmm. and 90% like 95% of the time no one says anything they go in and there's like a 50/50 chance of it'll go well or not but like um <laughs> depending on the team composition but then there's like those those 1% of the time where like you get a good team and people are communicating and they've chosen units that like complement each other. And it, it feels like, yeah, like it feels like you're part of a team. There's a sense of yeah. comrade camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. And with Dark Souls three, like uh, I think, I think my favorite example of, of it was probably the, the cathedral of the deep. Cause like there is, mm. uh, you mentioned it like when we were chatting briefly, um, like there's that bonfire that is center to the entire area and you return to the bonfire in like like three different points in time like you kind of like do a loop and you unlock a shortcut then you do another loop and unlock a shortcut so you're like always kind of circling back to this one central location mm-hmm. and so what that what I liked about that it, it allowed me to like communicate to the summon person I had and be like hey I'm going to rest the bonfire right i'm gonna send you home i'll resummon you and then we both have like full estus right but you have Mm -hmm. to communicate that with just gestures (laughs) uh so it's like you have to like point down at the bonfire and then point 
point down on them and then like wave goodbye and stuff like that and hope that they understand that you <laughs> want to then summon them back. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, no, that's good. Yeah. Um, I do think as well, like part of the reason I, and we can probably talk about this a bit more later, but part of the reason I like uh, the co-op a lot is that I, for me, it feels like it, if it's like the theme of the game at least my interpretation of the theme of the game but that's a bit of a longer conversation that we could probably circle back to okay well we'll uh yeah we'll come back to it and when we unlock the shortcut to it again yeah yeah um but uh but like you said like i think what dark souls is is known for is well i guess the first thing that dark souls is known for is like its difficulty uh But I think the second thing it's probably known for is the way in which it crafts its story and uh, and how it uh, leaves the storytelling up to the player almost. So, yeah, it's it's um, there are some really impressive storytellers on YouTube. Uh, yes. Like the Vadi Vidya and stuff who. Yes. Do incredible. I haven't I've only watched a few of them for Dark Souls 3. And I was sad that he didn't do many for Bloodborne, but um, they're always like, he's he's like he shows at the bottom of the screen what item description he's reading this information from, and it's just right. like item after item after item of these tiny little piecemeal pieces of information that he's compiled together into this narrative, um, that you really only like get hints of during the story. And like mm-hmm. so much of it is easy to miss too. Yes. Like I did not realize like there's a there's a hollow that you fight down in the um the the smoldering lake uh, that I did not realize is actually Horus from uh, oh, okay, Henri, yeah. Henri and Horus. Um, and uh, like I did not I didn't pick up on that until I watched the video and, and like it's like there's just an incredible it's it's an, it's a type of storytelling that is really unique i'd say or, or rarely used at the very least of this like we trust the player that were that they could figure out this information on their own um i think that's like the dark souls puts a lot of trust in the player or at least a lot of um responsibility on the player not not in a cruel way but uh right like the fact that you have to clean up after yourself if if you die and but there's it's it's weird i find that the dark souls games are like they have a notorious reputation for being extremely hard but they're also very forgiving at times um, especially stuff like the way that things loop around or um, I'm going on a bit of a tangent now, but no, it's um, fine. there's, there's a, there's a, a methodology I've noticed to the dark souls areas that um, I don't really know the best analogy for it. The way I was using it was like the idea of like a thorned path or uh, like a, um, like a, like a like a rose stem of there's a main critical path but there's also these little offshoots 
these little spikes off to the side where you can go and you can pick up an item or defeat a strong enemy. But once you've done that, you no longer have to do that. And all of these little things are so optional that if you really wanted to, you can run right to the end of the area, especially if you know where enemies are going to be, which that's Mm -hmm. like, there's almost like the, it's, you know, like the player dies, but sorry, the character dies, but the player retains all their information. Uh, Right. Like the player information is the real form of experience. Right. Um, And so, yeah, it's this weird mix of like the enemies are difficult and there's a lot of really cheeky encounters. Yes, um, there is. (laughs) Where someone pushes, like you get shoved off a ledge or uh, something like you, you can always, almost always tell when something's going to be a trap because there's an item and there's nothing around. (laughs) And it's just cheeky, you know, like you're like, huh? Okay, what's going to drop from the ceiling onto me? And then you look up and there's a guy hiding in the corner just kind of chilling. Uh, um, it's it's almost got like a bit of a sense of humor that way. Um, yeah. And it punishes you if you don't notice it, but it's it's quite amusing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like... Um... Absolutely. I I do feel like they did a very good job of like keeping veteran players guessing. Right. In regards to like you said, like enemy placements, but even things like uh, um, like I think of the first fight with like uh, Idex. Oh, and I'm probably going to say it wrong. Uh, Idex Gundir, where it's like uh, Hmm. when you first the when you start the fight, it's just some guy with a sword. And you're like, all right, it's just a big guy with a sword. Like I've done this before. And then halfway through the fight, he turns into this giant pussy m- horror monster, and like yeah. has a totally whole move set. And it's a it's a it's a way of like saying like, uh, this isn't gonna be what you what you know necessarily, yeah. right? Like, there's gonna be surprises. Uh, yeah, and I think they did a lot overwhelming. Of... Yeah, yeah, I think they did a lot with like the environment to like present uh, obstacles that aren't just like an enemy. Like uh, the crossbow uh, thing in the smoldering lake, or the giant throwing spears uh, in the undead settlement, stuff like that to like catch you the first time, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, stuff like that. So I actually think, um, although I do do this, I think like one of the uh, downfalls of Dark Souls is that you can just run to the boss area. Um, mm-hmm. Because, uh, it, it, I don't know, like, um, like there's a time in, in Ethereal, uh, what's it called? The castle thing? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what the full word was. Uh, Ethereal Valley, right, where it's like, I was having a lot of difficulty, and I just, I just ran. I ran to the bonfire, and opened up the shortcut, and I said, alright, I did it. Um, yeah. And I did feel like, I obviously, like, I cheapened myself out a bit because I'm like, oh, I missed all the items and stuff like that. Um, and so I went back later when I was stronger and I'm like, man, this is really easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there were a couple of times where I had to like, okay, I just got to run. Like, and Orlando was a good example of that. But mm-hmm. uh, Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. That, that one so, small area gave me so much pain. 
Yeah, well, like, Anne Orlando, stepping into Anne Orlando, I was having a little bit of PTSD because uh, <laughs> that's a location in Dark Souls 1, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Very notorious location. So I was like, oh, I know what's happening here. <laughs> I, I recognize this. But, um, yeah, now that I'm going through, because I've started a new game plus uh, playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you just said I didn't like it, but I like it. I like that I can run through things all a lot actually like i uh like really because you can run from like the tower wall of hylothric down to the first boss fight in like five minutes like you can just oh. run there right okay um if you know where you're going right yeah you just run yeah. past all the enemies you run down 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 yeah, true it's not too far it's it's not that far but it's like but then i realized like man i spent like four hours here you know, yeah. like exploring and leveling up and, and uh, being summoned and like taking my time. Uh, so, yeah, it was like, wow, this I, I rec- remember this so much because I spent so much time here. But like, I feel like stuff in the mid game, I don't remember as much because I was probably a bit more high level and more experienced. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to re experiencing those uh those areas like Farron's Keep or uh, even Church of the Deep, stuff like that, stuff I'm not uh, overly familiar with in my brain, at least. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow, my mind just went completely blank there. Um, it's okay. But it's okay. yeah, uh, I think the mid game, the mid game gave me, I, I found the early game the hardest. Um, yeah i was extremely frustrated in the early game Uh, i think i expressed that to you as well um i think like coming from bloodborne it was definitely an adjustment because um like i ended up using a a much more defensive um play style toward like the mid and the end where i would have my shield up a lot and uh but early on i think i was a little more aggressive uh, okay well actually my first mistake was i started with a spellcaster and then <laughs> and that was not because i i'd heard that in like dark souls one that spellcasting was like easy mode um that's not the case uh spellcasting has such a long wind-up time that and enemies are all like close combat so it was uh it was rough so once I switched to a knight, that carried me like that longsword carried me the entire game. Um, so, and uh, the shield helped so much. Uh, and I, I was getting really frustrated in the early game with um, the the fact that like it was difficult, and then also I couldn't summon. Well, not that I couldn't summon, but that the like three times that I summoned a friend to try to play with me <laughs> each time I got immediately ganked uh, by an incoming evader. And it was, it just kind of really soured the experience for me. But once I got past like the high wall and I started to have breathing room, um, I started to really enjoy the rest of the game. Um, and it actually ended up playing like a through a good, I almost want to say like two thirds of the game in co-op, 
uh, with with a friend of mine, uh, Stephen, a friend of the channel. Um, friend of the channel. Channel. <laughs> Member of the community. Yeah. <laughs> Loyal um, Velveteer. Yeah, you might have Velveteer. recognized his art uh, on the yes, channel. His... I think we need some Dark Souls 3 fan art <laughs> of us uh, of us praising the Dark Sign Sun. Uh, that was good. That was a good moment. Yeah, so there was a in like the the last area of the game, the the library, like the the three of us got to play together, which was a lot of fun. We uh it was a lot We fun. did pretty well, I'd say. Um, Dude, I went back. We I went dipped back. our heads in wax. <laughs> we did. Uh I went back after like in my playthrough because uh, mm-hmm. we we had, I had summoned into yours. And I went up to fight those winged angel things. Oh yeah, they destroyed me very quickly. Like, mm. like no contest. I didn't even get a hit before they had killed me. So it was like, oh, I need help. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's. Um, I definitely understand. Like, it can be annoying to, like, immediately ember and then get invaded almost. And yes. the game does have a. I would argue large amount of npc invaders as well some of them in, in ex, like excruciatingly difficult and uh there's and the one uh, that Amber's... just comes out of nowhere and is like my thanks you get the my thanks emote when you die from him <laughs> yep yep <laughs> uh yep uh but embers are in pretty short supply uh especially early game and especially if like you use them and die <laughs> uh, yeah. one during the boss fight. So um, there's definitely that, that mid or er, like early to mid game crunch where you're low on embers and a little frustrated. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that for sure. I will, I will say like, I feel like that's just the, uh, I don't know. That's like, a, that's like the progression chart of all the souls games. Like I, I felt the same with Bloodborne, where like I, I felt like I sucked the first five hours, but then afterwards I was like a mm-hmm. god among hunters. So, um, I think it just comes from like uh, getting getting better weapons and stuff like that, and and knowing how to use items effectively and whatnot. But yeah, there's a um, there's a comfortable rhythm that you can fall into in like the mid game of like progressing through an area and scouring it for materials and. Um, you know, getting to the boss and doing it all over again. Yeah, uh, it's once I once I got into that rhythm, it helped a lot. Yeah, yeah I will mm. say uh, the NPC quest lines are very excruciatingly easy to miss. Oh, like, yes, uh, especially early on, like you could just progress and not even know that you're missing anything. So. I'm kind of going through all of them now to get like the miracles and the pyromancies and all that mm-hmm. that I need for the trophies. But um, it uh, it is a little frustrating in my opinion to like miss out on that content because you just don't know it's there. But hmm. what can you do? I guess that's sort of sort of some of the appeal of the Dark yeah, Souls so. is that yeah, like there is so much missable content. Like I miss an entire vendor. Uh, there's like the Greer Rat or whatever his name is. Oh, Grey Grey Rat, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that um, I never unlocked his cell door. 
so um way back in the first area of the game so i'd never had an ability to buy whatever he sold um he didn't sell much i didn't realize he was a vendor until i looked it up on the wiki um so yeah um i did i did i like that i was able to we were able to meet up with sig sigmire again yes that was fun yeah um, although i i failed to complete his quest line because uh, did you complete his quest line no i missed i i got as far as like we did the like the fire demon together yeah and i think that's where it ended because i never met patches at that like one place oh yeah i did meet patches thing yeah i did meet patches but then i didn't like know like how to find him again Mm because i went to look for him after i like i survived his little trap or whatever so i went to look for him but i couldn't find him and then i realized oh later i realized oh that cost me sigmir as well but uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, what could you do? You win some, My you lose Katarina. some. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. did uh, for your for your fire demon fight, like, you just ran up and fought the guy, right? Uh, I think I might have originally intended to go around him, but yeah, I did. I went and just fought him right away. Yeah, I, I I tried doing that fight again to see if like there was something I was supposed to do differently. Cause like if you just go up and attack him, uh, Sigmir's like, "What are you doing? You should have waited." And so I thought like, okay, maybe I'm not supposed to attack him directly. Maybe I'm supposed to like, uh, I tried to um, like uh, do a plunging attack mm-hmm. from high up. So I, I snuck around him and and climbed up and I did a plunging attack and it didn't quite work as I had anticipated. Hmm. So, uh, Sigmir still had to come save me anyways, but, um, I, I think he was just yeah. kind of like, Hmm, we should wait and I'm going to gather my strength kind of thing. Hmm. But, uh, he's fine. He does fine. Yeah, he does fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do like that there were a couple of callbacks to Dark Souls One. Uh, actually, quite a, quite a few, really, if when you think about yeah, it. The game was um, kind of like a a fever dream of all these different Dark Souls elements. Uh, like mm-hmm. Anerlando was there. I think Steven said that. But, um, but yeah, there's like uh, Anerlando. There was like Lothric. There was um, even like the final boss. Is a callback. Yep. Um, and there's also like some Dark Souls two references in there too. Yeah, I think uh, the not DLC that I delves up. A... Know any of them? But <laughs> I think the DLC delves a bit more into the uh, those references. Like the I think the Ring City DLC does. Uh, Stephen will Ring tell City... me because I because <laughs> he keeps telling me to play the DLC even though it's not going to happen. But uh, uh yeah, that's what I've read at least. Mm-hmm. I want to say the Ring City was a Dark Souls two DLC as well. Oh, was it? I want to say it was. Um, I I watched a bit of a Dark Souls two playthrough. But oh, cool. um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's like I had this 
yeah, like the weird, curious feeling of deja vu going up like near Anne Orlando. I'm like, hmm, these elements, this kind of feels like Anne Orlando like architecture. And then there's the big spinny yeah. platform. And I'm like, this is, this is very Anne Orlando. And then you get up <laughs> top and it's like Anne Orlando. And then it's yeah. like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Yeah. 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 And it was nice to see like Andre and then like also the Anne Orlando giant. I mean, his corpse was there. That was sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that as I ran past him uh, trying to stay alive. I was like, oh, no, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And like uh, Aldrich uh, is like puppeteering the corpse of uh, Gwendolyn, which mm-hmm. is a messed up. But Gosh, that was a hard, well, that was a hard fight in single player. In multiplayer, I we kind of destroyed him, but um, yeah, it's Aldrich was he was he was pretty tough. He was even in the Ornstein and Smo room. Yes, which was cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird. It's this weird feeling of like nostalgia. Of there's like all these different elements of it that all come together. It's this um kind of ritualistic storytelling. Of we're linking the flames again. So, yeah, it's uh, it's weird because I don't I don't know how many other franchises could pull off, like, hey, you're gonna do the same thing that you've done before. Uh, but uh, make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's, it's lit. It's literally the same thing. Like quite literally. Like the. Uh, you know, you're just doing the same thing over and over again. But the that's that's just the framework they use to then you know build out interesting characters and and lore and stuff like that. Um, and so it was kind of nice to see that kind of like come together a bit. Um, like uh, there's a boss fight. I don't think you, I don't know if he did this boss fight. Uh, it's totally optional. It's really hard to find. Well, hardish to find unless you know what you're doing, uh, or you've been told. Um, to fight Gwyn's uh. Gwyn's son, who is like oh the storm heavy. terror knights or something. Uh, he's the boss fight is the nameless king. Nameless king, um, yeah. And uh, like he the he's referenced a lot in not the nameless king but Gwyn's son is referenced a lot, of course, in uh, Dark Souls One. Mm-hmm. And so like there's I remember there being a lot of speculation Dark Souls One time of like, is it Solaire? Is it this or that? Like who is uh you know who is it? And now we got to see him, and hmm. it was a really, uh, really interesting fight. And so, um, yeah, it's interesting that they take this like simple, samey pre- premise and then uh, have built such a cult following. Not, no, no, not even a cult following. That's like pop culture at this point, of like, uh, like you said, like that community of YouTubers that research and and present these pieces of evidence uh, in such detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been I've been listening to Vadi Vidya videos as I go to sleep for like the past <laughs> week, so, um, yeah, so. Yeah, he does have a pretty soothing voice. He does. He really does. <laughs> uh, some others don't don't quite have such a soothing voice, you know, uh, but he does, and he's uh, he's got that wit too, which is nice. He's entertaining to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, it's a, it's a really kind of impressive franchise as to how far it reaching it's gone. 
because yeah. it, it seems like you'd think it'd be pretty niche. Yeah, you'd think, eh? I, I, I think it benefits actually from having a, a minimalist story because, um, community engagement. It, uh, I, I think it's like it's the idea of like optional engagement, right? Like, and also like from a, I'm thinking from like a, um, like a translation standpoint. Like, there's not a lot to translate, or like there's no complexities necessarily in like. Uh, from one region to another like uh, there's not a lot of like oral dialogue really Uh, and so like you have to make those connections yourself as the player and that's only if you want to right so Mm -hmm. some people just play to have fun and then other people play to um, to take all that in and like uh, it's totally it's it's an optional story Mm mm-hmm yeah, no, I know, like, playing through it the first time, I'm like, I don't know who these things are, but this is kind of interesting. I'm like, <laughs> ooh, this, I know this name. Uh, or yeah. just, like, huh, I wonder what that means. I guess I'll look it up later. So. Yeah, and I think, um, I think as well, like, uh, this is another thing that I think kind of fits the theme of the game for me, is that part of this is all um it's all like shared knowledge that's what to me dark souls is actually a lot about is just uh having people come alongside you to help you beat the game and understand the story like um like even if even if like you picked up every item heard every line of dialogue and like read every item description as well you might not make the connections that like somebody like vadavidia makes or like the community at large makes right like Mm -hmm. you as the individual can only uh you know consume and understand and and presume so much from what's there right uh but when you come together as like a collective of a large group then like ideas and theories are formed much simpler because uh, there's more minds at, at the task. Mm-hmm. So there's even a bit of like there's a community aspect, even just playing the game, not just from the multiplayer, but from like the messages you can leave for people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Like, then I've got a number of hidden doors that I wouldn't have expected um, because someone left a kind note or read <laughs> read some terrible terrible message that uh, people have written um, hey, I, all i know graham is that if there's a message that tells you to jump you should always do it oh always uh They've never let me oh let me stray okay i i well so okay so hold on just i was in like the crypt like the the catacombs and there i got to the edge of a ledge and there was a note that said jump. And I was like, ha, that's funny. Um, and I, there was also an item nearby. So I tried to press B to make the the message go away, which made me backstep into the pit and died. <laughs> uh, that uh, was uh, your, subcon- and, your subconscious followed the note. Yeah, that was in multiplayer. That was a little embarrassing. Oh man. 
Remember when we when we joined up together, and uh, the first thing I did was die instantly. How did you do that again? Well, I ran to fight the guy you... in the stairs, and he oh, killed yeah. me in like basically <laughs> one hit. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, yeah, that guy still gives me a little bit of trouble from every now and again, but um, yeah. Mm hmm. Well, if anything else to Ooh. add? Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little sleepy. Um, no problem. I do have something bad. And I think this is, I don't know, this might be just a weird me thing. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know, like, if it's because of the minimalist storytelling or, or thing like something like that. But I, I find dark souls to be very philosophical okay like from a gameplay standpoint like i, I find it almost to be like an allegory for life like okay I, can make, I, I i make those comparisons like i think about like you know um you start out you're not really sure what you're doing um and there's difficult things and challenges uh that face you and like you can't you can't do anything but just keep trying and, and failing to do them. And from your failures, you learn. But that sometimes you can have people come alongside you to, like, help you out. And they're they, maybe they're only for, like, a time. Uh, so, like, cherish those times you have together. And then, like, uh, you also need, like, the support of, like, a community or a, uh, knowledge from other people to to know how to, like, proceed with something. So, like, I don't know, I find it very, like, very, like, allegorical, like, that life is very difficult, and, uh, like, all you can do is just keep trying and keep moving forward and, like, uh, no one to ask for help and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm just pu putting too much uh, mumbo-jumbo onto it, but I, I, hmm. I, I kept thinking about that a lot when I was playing. No, I think that's uh, good. Like, it's neat to see what you can draw from a video game. I, I can I can definitely see that like there's a I think there's a sense of um, perseverance if this with this game that's like something that it'd be nice to be to bring into other aspects of life of okay well I I tried this thing it didn't work out I can try it again or I can try a different mm -hmm. approach like when when I die in Dark Souls I'm not you typically like twisting my controller in half in frustration. It's like, uh, okay, well that was kind of funny or, ah, that was annoying. And then I'll get back up and see, okay, maybe this time if I approach it from this direction, this'll, this'll work. Or, you know, I just got to keep, keep trying to learn the patterns or, you know, that there's the sense of, um, like you're, you're learning slowly, but you're still learning. And uh, like a challenge is overcomable, like achievable. Right. Yep. So yep. it's uh, it's actually kind of empowering and almost a bit relaxing at times. Like, it's, I, I agree. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's a certain tranquility to just like going around an area, collecting items, methodically dismantling every apparatus and creature that you come across like it's uh it's almost like it's and especially once you know 
if you've been through the area a couple times, it can be like, you know, okay, I need to turn around here and hit this guy because he's going to drop from the ceiling. And, um, you know, it's it's almost compl- contemplative. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You definitely have that sense of like, uh, like, oh, these guys, I got this. Like, yeah. Hi. Hey, you. Hey. Hey, Paul. Good to see you. Slash, slash. And then move on to the next person. Like once you know the areas, like you just, it does have that sense of like comfort. Like mm-hmm. I know it's going to be there. It's going to be there. I'm going to do this, going to do that. Right. So. Um, I wonder if that has something to do with the appeal of like, there's a lot of people who play that it seems that played multiple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy amount of like new game plus, uh, 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 or even like not even just new game plus, but like different builds and like, like soul level one playthrough stuff like that. Like there's mm-hmm. a ton of, of that type of stuff. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, um, there's a, there's some content creators that do absolutely ridiculous, broken, like, Bow only builds. Ooh, bow only. Interesting. Uh, there's usually they this this one guy that I watch. He uses he ends up using a glitch or something. But there yeah. is there's a glitch where you can um act like make a repeating crossbow have the same damage level as like a great bow, and so you can basically one shot certain bosses. Wow! And it's uh it's kind of wild. That's but, fun. Um, yeah. yeah. One of my other favorite things... Sorry, were you... Did you have more to say? No, no, that's good. Okay. Go uh, one of my One of my favorite aspects about as, as well about the game, as we wrap up... I don't know about you. This might just be me. But, like, uh, whenever I summon in somebody, I, I have this immediate assumption that everything's going to be fine. The, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> and then... Conversely, I had the same assumption about when I get invaded. I am like, this guy is literally the greatest Dark Souls player of all time, and I'm gonna get wrecked. And oh. I'm scared. <laughs> I I almost forgot I got invaded by Michael Scott. No, yep. Michael Gary Scott. Michael Scott. That's great. I killed oh, Michael Scott. So good. You did. Well, wow. That's yeah, awesome. he had a good run, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it, but even even invasions oh, I should have, can be. I should have hit him with a torch. Then I could have said I fired split. him. Oh, you fired him. <laughs> oh man, missed opportunity. Yeah, I guess so. There's always next time. There was all. There'll always be another Michael Scott. Um, <laughs> even uh, even like like the bonds you can form with like an invader. Yeah, you know, like, like if they're charismatic or or honorable they, or like yeah, yeah yeah. If they die by a by an enemy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um well, well the the covenants in the game have lots of like really neat uh PVP implications like Okay. Uh like if you get invaded by somebody there's a chance that you'll be you'll you'll be helped by two other summoners who summon in from uh, like the Blade Sentinels, of the Dark Moon? Yeah. Oh, Blade of the oh, Dark Moon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yes. It could also be the Blue Sentinels. Blue Sentinels uh, is what I used. Yeah. Because um, when you go Blade of the Dark Moon, uh, you put on the Covenant, and then you'll just be like randomly transported. 
uh, at random. Like they don't, you don't choose to get summoned in, or if someone doesn't choose to summon you in, it just happens. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, then you could also be summoning in other people or uh, be invaded by two people. Uh, so like there, there are lots of wacky situations you can find yourself in with like six players of like uh, competing allegiances almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. It's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. And the uh, and the co-op and multiplayer is pretty active still for a four-year-old game. So it'd be five-year-old game. It's very active. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I certainly got invaded enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> the people who, you know, like some people, they they know their stuff. Oh um, yeah. Like. Uh, just getting parried by another human being is the most <laughs> saddest feeling. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's all I had to say, Graham. Do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Okay. Uh, would you recommend Dark Souls 3? Definitely, yeah. Um, it's a uh... A lot of fun. Once you get out for that like initial difficulty, it's uh it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and pretty gorgeous to boot. I wish it had a photo mode. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll have to think about what I want to rate it. But uh, how about you? What do you, what would you would you recommend it? I would recommend it as well. Um, I would say I think, I think I still prefer Dark Souls one. But Dark Souls 3 is a great uh, contemporary modern version of Dark Souls. Um, and uh, I, uh, I, think, uh, I think the co-op is just incredibly fun to play. And um, that's why I don't think I'll play Elden Ring. Or sorry, uh, Sekiro, because it doesn't have that. Mm. But uh, yeah, I would recommend it holy and you can you can get it pretty cheap nowadays it goes on sale regularly for like 20 bucks mm-hmm. or yeah. something similar so uh I, I i would suggest you pick it up if you haven't already yeah uh, i know what i would rate it if you want me to go first go for it i'm gonna give it a kanji because there's skulls in it uh <laughs> there's lots of buff men in it and uh it can surprise you in mysterious ways uh and there's some dolls, I think, in it. Maybe that's in the first one. There's dolls. There there's is dolls one. Items. There's one doll that you get from like Aldrich's coffin. Oh, I didn't even get that one. Wait, or did it's, I? It's uh, after the Deacons of the Deep. It's a mandatory item. Oh, is it? Oh, I have to go there. Okay. Like, uh, like you get oh, it when you beat the Deacons. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um. Yeah. The, no, I'd have by to. By the way. Uh, oh, go for it. I have something else to tell you, but you give your rating first. I'd have to agree. I think kanji is a good because it's um, maybe a little scary at first, but uh, <laughs> once you get yeah. to know it, um, run away from it. <laughs> it um, I don't know grows on you, uh, and yeah. it uh, yeah, can be pretty comforting to hang around with. Yeah. So and loyal. I don't know. It rewards what you put into it. Yep. Um, yeah. So what did you have to add? So uh, as I told you, I was doing a new game plus mode. Mm-hmm. And I decided 
I decided to try the Dancer of the Boreal Valley fight, which, oh, funnily we... enough, uh, I did. I did. I was like summoning myself in when I first started the game to other players, and like we we did that fight, and we got wrecked. And I was like, what the heck is this first boss fight? Right? Like this is ridiculous. Like we did like no damage to this guy. Wait, did and you do I it realized, first? Yeah, not not in my playthrough, but okay. in somebody else's. Right? So, um, uh, yeah, and somebody else's. So I just thought, like, oh, this is the boss. Like, this is the boss area. And then I realized later that, oh, no, this is not the boss area. That boss area is on the other side. But <laughs> anyways, that, oh, that gosh, clued me in to hard. say... Yeah, that would be... I can imagine. That clued me in on New Game Plus to go, like, all right, why don't I go and, and try the fight and, and see how it goes? Because, like... Uh, there's no there's no drawback really to, to trying it. No. So I did. Uh, and I it wasn't easy, but I, I was able to do it. And then I'm like, oh wait, I can I can go up to lock. Yeah, you can do castle. all the all the Lothric stuff. Yes. And so I'm like, whoa, that's really cool. So I did and I went up there and I was actually able to summon some help for the dragon armor fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did that. Uh, but then I realized I was hoping to do Lothric first. But they realize that might be the case, and they actually lock you out of the Duke's uh, or the Grand Archives. Mm. Um, so you need a key because or there's, yeah, the key does not spawn until you defeat the other three Lords of Cinder. Ah. So that's that's the uh, the locked portion. But uh, yeah, the blocker. That's correct. Thank you. But uh, it was still pretty neat to be like, okay, I'm doing stuff that like. It's not supposed to be done at all, and and like in in theory, like somebody could have done this on their first playthrough. Mm-hmm. Right? Just they really could've... struggled. Yeah, yes, really struggled because the dancer is a pretty tough fight normally. So, but uh, yeah, um, so now I'm going through and just trying to get all the NPC quests. I actually had to do three playthroughs to get the platinum trophy. But oh uh, wow. Yeah, it's it's hefty. But oh, because do you we'll need like there. the plus three rings or something? There's the rings, and then there's also three endings. So uh, yeah. it's a double whammy. But <laughs> yeah, so I got I got some spreadsheets out and printed, and lists of where to go to get things. So mm-hmm. I, I am I am prepared. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, all right. Yeah, I know we said. We were gonna do uh, a different game this week, but yes, we did. We did. We did. Uh, we we got you. We tricked you. Got him. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll just. I don't know. We'll we'll figure out what we're gonna do next. We're we're playing it by year. Um, yeah, we've got a few uh, games kind of in the pipeline. Didn't mean to ghost you. Well. Okay. Yeah, we just played a trick on you. That's all. Yeah. Um, Wait, did you already make that joke? I might did you have... say we tricked them? I can't. Okay. I think we did. You mean I think it... we did. Did you mean it as a pun, though? Yes. Oh, dang it! I just stole your joke and wasn't. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I'm a sh- I'm a sham, Graham. <laughs> a Graham sham. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. But until next time, <laughs> thanks so much for listening. Uh, please tell your friends and catch you on the flippity flip. All right. Have a good night.